Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Hey, good morning. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the singing. Uh, we're going to um, continue evolving uh, this um, uh, kind of our times together to include different things. I really love uh, have being able to sing. If you, uh, if you look at some of our um, uh, Facebook Live invitations, what we're trying to do is when we do have songs is to put what those songs will be. So you'll have an opportunity to take a look at those ahead of time, uh, to think through the words, to look them up. We put some YouTube links on there as well. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, we just are trying to be creative in this time. I hope you are too. Uh, so we're, we're in a time right now and I feel like we're learning more and more um, every single day. I feel like we're learning something new, something different, whether it's about us or about our world, um, about technology, about God, we're learning more. Um, I think our expectations sometimes can even get a little bit twisted. Um, our expectations can, can, can change and, and be, um, sometimes we can have really good expectations and sometimes we can have very poor expectations. Um, I think one of the things I've noticed just with the influx of um, online church services, um, the ability for churches and communities to connect with one another, um, I think there can be an unhealthy expectation um, that somebody can come in front of a camera and give you every answer that you want and fix every problem and solve everything and cure anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully we're always remembering um, a person can't be your Jesus. Right? I can't be um, another guy who you're listening to different podcasts or whatever. They can't be that. Um, they can't take the place of Jesus. I hope I hope I can give you just a little bit, just like a little nugget um, to take with you so we can point you towards Jesus. I've got to do it. My family has to do it. Um, so um, I just want you to keep that in mind because my main goal as we preach God's Word today is to um, share the Word of God. And sometimes that can be frustrating because it can be very general or sometimes even uh, we can feel like, well, is, is, is God um, concerned about my specific situation? Um, we're just going to jump in, and I hope you dig into the Word this way on your own as well, um, to, um, uh, to learn more about uh, what God wants, what He's saying to us. And, and I was just thinking the other day, if I were to read the Bible from cover to cover, um, there is a very, very, very important person that uh, is really easy to overlook. And more so, I think, even in these times. And as I was reading through and sifting through some different books, I thought, you know what? What happened to the Holy Spirit? What has happened to the Holy Spirit? I see a lot of things. I'm tempted, I know that for sure, um, to come up with all kinds of ways to help make us feel less anxious, less scared, less um, uh, 
to, to worry less, to be more faithful. And it really is such a temptation for us to take something into our own hands. And even as I'm scrolling through social media and I'm scrolling through different things and looking, I'm asking myself, what, what has happened to the Holy Spirit? Where, where has He gone? And um, remember, we, we do know about the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the Holy Spirit coming and living inside of us when we're baptized into Christ. Uh, we celebrate that. Oftentimes it's really easy to celebrate it at a certain time, celebrate the Holy Spirit. And then we just kind of forget he's kind of the long lost cousin left to the side that nobody really wants to talk about. Uh, we oftentimes know more about the Holy Spirit. Um, really, we know more of what we don't believe the Holy Spirit is than what we do. And hopefully we're going to take a little bit of time to dig in and, uh, and really ask ourselves, what has happened? I want you to ask yourself that question. What has happened to the Holy Spirit? In John 16, verse 7, um, Jesus makes a statement that is fascinating, and he says that it would be to our benefit, mine and yours, it would be to our benefit if he went away, if Jesus went away, because then his Father could send the Counselor, the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, when you think about it, is, is for Jesus to say, it's actually going to be better for us if he goes away. He said, we'll be able to do more than he was able to do even. Um, that should be a fairly like provocative statement um, for Jesus to say that it would be better, um, you know, in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 7, um, Stephen, when he was uh, preaching and teaching to um, the crowds, and particularly the Jews and the Pharisees, he said um, he, he accuses them of always resisting the Holy Spirit. All right, and so what we want to try to do is keep things very simple. I want you to think to yourself, um, what has been your relationship with the Holy Spirit over the past week or two? Right, what has been your relationship? Do you find yourself resisting the Holy Spirit? Do you find yourself not even thinking about the Holy Spirit? So uh, it's interesting because I think the times we live in now have, and the adversity it kind of highlights some of our weaknesses, okay? I was talking to Abby this morning and I was looking out at our backyard and this is like one of the worst times I feel like for lawns because it's not really warm enough for regular nice grass to grow, uh, but it's totally, you know, perfect scenario for weeds to grow. And so, you know, the lawn looks horrible because weeds grow in like an hour. Um, and so we, we, we're kind of in a time and a season where things pop up and at least we can see the weeds, right? It's not even being, being blended in. We can see the weeds and we can see what needs to be pulled. And it's the same thing with the adversity for us spiritually. This is a time that maybe it's highlighted some really significant weaknesses in our spiritual life. Some really significant weeds have popped up. And amen, that's a great thing because at least we know what needs to be pulled now, what, what isn't real and what's selfish and what's sinful and all of these things. I think uh, one of the things that I'm learning more and more is that, um, boy, uh, I don't know what, a, what better term for it to, to say other than um, I know I've become this. I want you to think about this. Um, the idea, ha have, have we become Holy Spirit flabby, right? Have we come, become Holy Spirit flabby? You know, we have a, like a, a fitness craze, 
going on. Everybody's a part of a gym or something's going on. We have F3, we have Clemson Fitness Club, we have CrossFit, we have all of these things, you know, and people want to get in shape. We want to we want to work out. We want to not get all flabby and weak and all that. And I think that even the times we live in now, um, if we look deeply enough, we've become probably Holy Spirit flabby. And, uh, and so we want to start digging away. We want to get in and uh, learn how can we get back in shape? How can we get refocused? So turn in your Bibles over to Romans chapter 8. Right, so we're going to be reading. This is going to be our section of scripture. I want you to zero in right on this Romans chapter eight, uh, verse five. We're just pulling this right out of this chapter here. Um, I would really encourage you uh, to um, study out the entirety of Romans chapter eight. Um, if you've never studied the book of Romans, get some friends together and study through that. Uh, but we're going to start our our uh, teachings on the Holy Spirit. We're going to just lift this right out here. Romans 8, we're going to start in verse 5, okay? So Romans 8, verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, think about the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, about the things of the Spirit. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the Spirit is life and peace. For the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law, for it's unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness." So I want to highlight this right here as you're opening up your Bibles and, you know, one of the things hopefully you uh, maybe are enjoying right now, you get to go to church in your pajamas, you get to grab a cup of coffee, you're probably sitting on your sofa. I don't know what you're doing. It might be a little more comfortable for you, but hopefully you have your Bible out and we're zeroed in because right here in verse 5, Romans chapter 8, those who live according to the flesh think about things of the flesh. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with that word in the Bible, flesh, because it's used in a different way oftentimes than me and you use it. This isn't like a normal word uh, for us outside of like physical flesh, okay? And he's not talking about that. We are living in our physical flesh for sure. Um, But he's talking about when we read this word here, when we read about being in the flesh or being in the spirit, I want you to think of self-centeredness. I want you to think of living in the flesh as living where everything's about you or everything for me, it would, if it would be everything being about me. Everybody, uh, you know, is, is kind of circulating around me. Every situation I see, I look through the lens of how it affects me. That's living in the flesh when I am at the center of everything, all right? And he said that those who live this way, that's what our mindset is on. It's on everything that we want or everything we're not getting, everything we wish but we don't have, where it's all about us. He said our mindset, when we live in this way, our mindset is all about that. It's all about us. It's all about me. He said, but uh, the next verse here, uh, those who live according to the Spirit think about things of the Spirit. And the simplest way I can say to put that uh, is the Spirit is not a different God. (laughs) All right. He isn't 
a second God or a third God. Uh, the Spirit is God. We worship one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And boy, I don't have nearly enough time to even dig into the theology behind that, except to tell you this, the Spirit is not a different God. The Spirit doesn't think differently than God. This is God, the Holy Spirit that He puts inside of us when we're baptized into His name is God. And so when it says the mindset, those who live according to the Spirit, think about things of the Spirit. The the simplest way I can tell you is we think about the things of God. We think about what God wants. We train ourselves to think uh, more and more about how does God feel about situations and sin and how does He feel about decisions and where is He leading us. That's a Spirit-filled life right there. So it, it raises really some thoughts, I think, to us about the times we live in right now. I want you to think about this. Over the past week or two, there's probably been some worry and anxiety and some concern and, quite honestly, frustration and anger and bitterness, and a lot of things can kind of well up inside of us, right? And I want you to think your thought patterns. And it may not be like right this second you can work all of this out, but I would really encourage you through the day to spend some time to work this out is what is your mindset been set on? All right. Remembering here in Romans chapter eight, that the mindset that is selfish, uh, the mindset that is um, centered um, on ourselves is not walking in the spirit. Right. And so just ask yourself, how concerned have I been about the plans I don't get to, to partake in, right? This virus has done something. It has is, it is messed up a lot of plans. I don't know what plans you had, but it's gotten in the way of a lot. All right, this has been a week that was supposed to be the beginning of Major League Baseball season. And this is the first time it hasn't been that way, and it is driving me crazy. That's so superficial, though. I understand that. But this virus, boy, I'll tell you what, it has gotten in the way. Some of you, it's gotten in the way of travel. It's gotten in the way of work. It's gotten in the way of future plans. It's gotten in the way of a lot of different things. Have you been totally absorbed in how this is affecting you? All right, that's a very easy thing to do. Have you been totally absorbed in your feelings? And that's a, that's a tough balance because we have to be aware like what's going on inside of me and at the same time not becoming so absorbed that I don't think about anything else, right? How often in a given day, how natural is it? How, how well do you do at um, thinking and setting your mind on things of the Spirit? I want you to think about that. Well, what does that mean? That uh, you've contemplated what God's direction is for you. Not just with the virus, not just with the quarantine, but he may be making a serious about face in your life right now. All right, this may be, we. it's really easy to be very excited about open doors that are happening in our lives when they're opening and they look like that's where God wants us to go and, and uh, that's where we want to go and we get very excited about that. And the closed door, sometimes we don't want to really look at it. This may be a big old like great wall in front of you saying life is about to change. Life needs to change, okay? Have you thought about that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's God's plan or not, but when our mindset is on the Spirit, we've got to consider this, all right? 
God is, has, has stopped certain things from happening and God has rerouted and, and changed. And maybe sometimes our fear and our insecurity and our anxiety comes more from the fact that we're not getting what we want, maybe. Instead of turning our focus and, and having our mindset on the spirit and being able to understand, okay, God is, is changing my life in a way that in a year or two years or 10 years, I'm going to look back and see a really incredible diversion that God did to the plan and the path I thought I had. So, um, so that's, that's it right here. Okay. So for those who live according to the flesh, think about things of the flesh. That's just, again, very simple question. Examine the, your mindset this week. Okay. Those who live according to the spirit about things of the spirit, uh, the mindset of the flesh is death. The mindset of the spirit is life and peace. It's very interesting how contrasting the two uh, the two things, uh, our mindset on the flesh, our mindset on the spirit, one produces death, one produces life and peace. And that's really interesting because certainly what better time that we search for and desire peace than in times of like upheaval, right? In times of, of, of um, you know, just changes and in times of adversity. And we're told here this is the promise when our mindset is on the spirit life and peace come with that and so that might be the 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 grading curve that you look at is to is to think is my life being categorized even when it's difficult and scary and you have the, you know some of you guys out there um, the the fear uh, is on a whole number of different levels. One may be you're infected with the coronavirus and it is just scary as can be. Another level might be somebody you love is infected and, and all the way down to you may just have anxiety about other things or fear um, about, about kind of superficial things, you know, and all of that. And I think we have to keep asking ourselves, um, you know, am I living a life of peace even through hard times? even through difficult times. And it goes on here, um, verse 7, in Romans 8, verse 7, the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it doesn't submit itself to God's law, for it's unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh can't please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body's dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So, you know, we got to stop right there because you may be struggling and you may have every desire and every, every like yearning to set your mind on things of the spirit, only you don't have the Holy Spirit. Right? That's, that's something we've got to really stop and to think about right here, okay, because the, the contrast even between the flesh and the spirit is when we're living in the flesh, it's all about our effort, all right? That's why, that's why the law failed in so many ways because it was about our human effort to be good enough, all right? Uh, the spirit isn't about effort. It's about tapping into the power of Jesus, okay? So we're not talking about just trying harder, but examining do you have the spirit? Do you have the Holy Spirit? And really, it's if you were to do a quick reading, even of the book of Acts, you would see, man, when I make Jesus Lord, when I'm baptized in his name, when I 
rise to live a new life following Jesus. He has put his Holy Spirit in me at baptism. Um, if you haven't done that, I, it's super simple, right? Um, but uh, remember, as we're wrestling with this, if you don't have the Spirit, this is going to be a very frustrating uh, endeavor. So here's what I want us to, to change courses a little bit and turn is, okay, well, how do we begin doing that? How do we, if, if I'm a little Holy Spirit flabby, let's say, how do, I, how do I change that? How do I begin getting into shape? Because again, like we said, it's not about trying harder. It's not about human effort. It's not about all of these things. It's about really refocusing, right? It's really about, in about face, it's about repentance. We want to be able to, uh, to train ourselves and to put ourselves in a position to where our mind is on the Spirit. Turn over in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1, okay? Um, and we're going to start just really simply with this one. We're going to have one or two uh, sections here. But I want you to go to Psalm 1. I want you to look at it. Super short psalm. One of my favorite uh, verse, uh, verses. You know, there's just six verses. It's, it's small. It's tidy. It's great. But there's such an amazing truth in this. Let's read Psalm 1. How happy is the man who doesn't follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join a group of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. He meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. It bears fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked aren't like this. Instead, they're like chaff that wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked won't survive the judgment and sinners will not be in the community of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. So this gives us a really nice insight. Where do I start to get rid of the Holy Spirit flab, so to speak? We really have to dig into these, uh, these spiritual disciplines, these practices that the Bible shows us um, are meant to, to fan into flame uh, maturity and the Holy Spirit, and He says right here that uh, that the happy happy is the man who delights in the Lord instru Lord's instruction and meditates on it day and night. So let's stop there for a second. How has your meditation life been? And that sounds super Eastern philosophy. That sounds super like whoa, hold up. Uh, are you talking about like? Buddhism? Are you talking about some kind of like emptying our mind? Okay, here's the interesting thing. Meditation is slowing down, going through, thinking through something. Actually, the difference between Christian meditation and Eastern meditation is in Eastern meditation, you're emptying your mind. In Christian, in, in meditation according to the way God has built it, we're filling our minds with Him in order to obey. Okay, so when you see this, it says the guy who's happy, the blessed man, is the one who meditates on it. Who? So there's two things that I that I thought of, and, and maybe it'll touch on a couple different generations. Okay, um, of writing this on your heart. That's that's our goal. We've, we we want to if we want to get in shape, if we want to start fanning into flame, if we want to 
cut out the Holy Spirit flab, so to speak, this is where we want to start. Okay, We want to start meditating on the Word of God, writing it on your heart. This is really, we've got to be exposed to the Word of God so often, so deeply, so consistently that the words are just absolutely just make an impression on every thought that we have, all right? Um, so there are two things I was thinking of. First of all, um, you know, if you're in your 50s, 40s, 50s or so, you remember the, the computers years ago, the Commodore 64, you probably had one. Maybe it was just a TV, one of the big fat TVs that had like the tube in it, right? Um, and if you pressed pause or if you let a screen stay in a certain uh, you know, like a paused image stay or a non-moving image stay long enough on the screen, it actually burned that image into the screen if you left it there long enough. So you might have a Commodore 64 that has Donkey Kong burned in on the screen because it was, it was, it just never moved. It just burned itself in. And and if you're over like 45, you're going, yeah, Commodore 64, that was awesome. That was when you know technology was great. Okay, but let's kind of like rewind a little bit if you're younger than that. We want to be able to take God's word and tattoo it on our heart. All right. If 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 we do that, where man, that puppy's not going anywhere. It is absolutely uh, inked in there on our heart. And what that means is obviously no. Keep not the organ, not the physical heart. It's the idea of the essence of who we are. Where every thought, every idea, everything that comes out of us is tattooed with the word of God. Every decision we have to make is tattooed on the word. And if you've had them, I like tattoos. Um, I remember my first one. Just a little bit of advice, okay? Whew! Don't uh, don't get your girlfriend's name tattooed across your chest. All right. So in high school, I did that, and I've spent the last thirty years, you know, listening to my wife keep asking me, "Who is this Bertha? Who is this?" And uh, it doesn't go away. It's inked right there. Okay, so just be careful. That's a free piece of advice for you. We want to tattoo the Word of God onto our heart. We want to meditate. You're thinking, but Keith, you know what? Here's the deal. I don't have much time, even though we're quarantined, even though we're, you know, things are different. I don't have much time, except we actually have a lot more time. And the reason why me and you know that is because. Netflix tells us, right? I mean, all of the streaming uh, channels are like dumping movies on because we're watching so much more television. We're renting so many more movies, okay? So we have more time. We've got to uh, really set some time aside. And this is where it's going gonna, it's gonna to really be required that, that you sit back and go, okay, what's my day going to start looking like? What is it going to look like for me to expose myself to the scriptures on such a consistent basis that the word of God is tattooed. Like everything I think of, everyone I talk to, I'm thinking my mindset is that of the spirit. My mindset is that of God. I'm consistently thinking, what does God want me to do and what does he want me to say? And we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to set aside a day, a new routine. Is it going to be a number of different times during the day that you're in your Bible studying? Are you going to have a meditation section, a memorization section? Remember, this isn't about just about us just learning to memorize more scripture. It's to point us in a way and to fill us in a way that everything runs through the filter of the Word of God. 
We're going to go ahead and take our communion this afternoon. And obviously, we've done it a little bit different, certainly have done it different over the past few weeks. Um, I hope you've been creative. I hope you remember what the purpose of communion was, right? When Jesus gathered everyone together on the Last Supper and he said, hey, here's what I want you to do. Do this. When you take this bread and you take this juice, do this in memory of me. Remember me. Remember not just my death is what Jesus is saying, but also the resurrection that's going to happen as well. Remember those things to keep our eyes focused so we can keep our mindset on the Spirit. So my encouragement to you guys is that after we have a service, whoever you're you're with, maybe it's your family, maybe you have a couple of friends over, your roommates, is set aside and have a, a lunch. Like gather around the table and have a meal. And if you want to have, a, you know, you have some juice or wine, a little bread, something like that, and start having a conversation on remembering Jesus. How has Jesus spoken to you this week, today, yesterday? How have you seen him working? And just having this conversation of remembering Jesus, remembering that he died for us and he rose again so we can live a new life. Um, Just to give you, if you need a little more direction, okay? Um, Now, some of you guys might be like, no, it's cool, I got this, we're gonna have a great discussion, we're gonna have a great communion, that's gonna be fantastic. Others, you're thinking, man, I need a little more help, okay? Here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. Turn over to Psalm chapter 23. I want you to read that um, at the table, all right? Just read it. And there's a few questions that hopefully may guide you just a little bit, okay? A few questions to think about if you're using this as your template. Um, The first one, and to discuss this, all right? Am I allowing God to lead me? So after you read Psalm 23, just go around. Let let everyone discuss that. Am I allowing God to lead me? You know, one of the really famous sections of Psalm 23, which this is the reason why I chose this, because this is like a universally beloved verse, all right? Um, he says that he, even though he walks through the valley, the question I'd like for you to discuss is, are you just camping in the valley? Are you just camping in the valley? And the third question might be, have I lost sight of God's faithfulness? And just use that as a discussion. You don't have to do all three. Maybe you just talk about one. Maybe you pick one. I don't know. But remember, we want to, we want to remember Jesus. We want to remember the death, burial, and resurrection. We want to remember the life that he has given us um, as we take this time. And so we get a really special time uh, to um, gather together, have communion together. Hopefully these are helpful um, thoughts for you. Hopefully you'll go back and read through Romans 8. Hopefully when all is said and done, what we're training ourselves that we're getting less Holy Spirit flabby, right? That we're training ourselves to to be thinking about not worldly things, but spiritual things. Not on us, but on God. Hopefully that's our mindset. And the production of that will be life and peace. And that's such a kind of snowball effect because when me and you are living a life of peace, you wanna know what ends up happening is our relationships change and we end up influencing and affecting others in a really good way and they end up doing the same and you start this kind of, uh, this, this snowball effect of just building some momentum there.